Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. Joining me on the pod today are Robert and Daniel from the 21 Bitcoin app, a new place to start stacking your sats in Europe, based out of Austria. We are building in this bear market. More and more companies are coming forward with great services. So I hope you enjoy the show and get to know these guys a little bit better and check out their service. Now, the other services you can use and um, you know have sponsored the show for a long time, swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten gets you a free 10 bucks or reach out directly to myself or Corey. Just hit him up in DMs if you are looking for their private service. That means $100,000 or more committed to Bitcoin over the next 12 months. Relay, do the same kind of thing right here on our own shores in Euroland. You can download the app, start stacking straight away, buy the dip and get a white glove service from these guys. That's R-E-L-A-I.ch forward slash Bitson for your sign up or hit the links in the show notes. Coin Corner have you covered out of the UK and Europe as well. And you can start stacking with those. Set up your auto buys and smash buy whenever you need to. But more importantly, order your bolt card so you can actually start uh, supporting the merchants brave enough to start accepting Bitcoin on our shores now is happening Europe and UK you can find these guys if you head over to BTC maps find them on uh, Twitter they are updating all of the merchants Nathan Day and Chums doing great work there get yourself a hardware wallet if you don't have one get one do your own research I can recommend shift crypto because they do the bitbox 02 hardware wallet it's a Bitcoin only edition who are also collaborating with Relay and with the guys on this pod today, 21 Bitcoin app. They had uh, a good team there in Riga this weekend. Really enjoyed hanging out with them. Hi, Frankie. Hope your voice has recovered. Uh, Get to a conference, guys. I've been to two this last week, and it's just been crazy good meeting all you plebs. There's one coming up in Amsterdam mid-October. Hit the link in the show notes, and you'll get yourself a discount. This is brought to you by the organizers of the Bitcoin Miami conference. This one should be pretty big. We're thinking around 4,000. Liberty in our lifetime is coming up 21st, 23rd of October. This is about parallel systems. It's put on by the Free Cities Foundation. And I will be there talking about the education system. And uh, Stefan will be there talking about Bitcoin. But it's going to be focused on education, uh, excuse me, uh, parallel systems For those looking for a sovereign lifestyle, which I'm sure we all are as Bitcoiners. Swan Bitcoin are putting on Pacific Bitcoin in November. So if you want a bit of sunshine and to hang with some Bitcoiners on the west coast of the US, uh, make sure you upgrade your medical certification if you need to and get yourself over there. Go hang with the Swan team, best team out there. Consensus Network are doing a great job transforming as many Bitcoin books as possible. Uh, into as many different languages as they can. And Ungovernable Misfits have you covered for some very cool street Bitcoin-related merch. Go check them out. Links are in the show notes. 
Enjoy this rip, guys. Here's Rob and Dan. Guys, welcome to the uh, the Mons Burton podcast. Thanks for inviting us and yeah. hello from the Austrian Alps. Yeah, thanks for having us, Daniel. Well, you're welcome. The Austrian Alps. All right, Lauren, uh, fire away. What's your question? Um, so I heard you guys have a website and you can buy Bitcoin on it. Um, why, why would you build a website that you could buy Bitcoin on? I did say app. App, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it's an app. Um, we think that uh, there, before our app, there was uh, no really easy to use uh, app to buy Bitcoin. So uh, there are uh, now nowadays there are a lot of services where you can buy Bitcoin, but we think uh, we combined uh, easiness and also the self sovereignty from Bitcoin into one app. So you don't if you if you set up your account at 21 Bitcoin, you don't have to do like the backup thing. You don't have to buy a hardware wallet at first. But you can also automate your, your uh, Bitcoin holdings to be sent to your hardware wallet, but only once you're ready for it. So we see our platform, uh, the 21 Bitcoin app, as a, as a really as a start to onboard your friends, your family, um, people who are not really that technical and uh, make, making Bitcoin as easy as WhatsApp. So everybody can use WhatsApp, even your, your grandpa or grandmom can use it. And we wanted to do the same thing for Bitcoin. Yeah, and uh, with the app, our goal is to um, onboard as much uh, people to the Bitcoin standard as possible because like we think uh, it's very important and it will help them in the future. All right. Okay, I'm thinking of another question I can maybe ask. Do you want your onion grinder to stack sets? I mean, it would be better because I won't carry on talking about this stuff. That doesn't make any sense. Well, are you saying Bitcoin changes your world out? Right, okay. Yes, that that would be good. Oh, yeah, I got a question. Uh, So you said it will be easy for, um, like, grandma, grandpa, like, cousins, uncles and stuff that don't really understand it. Does your like family own a bit or like use the website app? That is a good question. Have you orange pilled your family, boys? What's going What's going on? Of course, it, it, it was a long journey, but uh, in the end, uh, I orange pilled all my um, uh, closest family members. Um, I, I I told my mom once in 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 the COVID crash, once Bitcoin hit, uh, I think four thousand uh, dollars. I told her we need to get a loan on our mortgage or on on our house, and we need to buy Bitcoin. And uh, and she she didn't want to because of course um, she didn't know um, Bitcoin as much as she does now. But uh, I orange pilled her, and now she's stacking sets like weekly. Yeah, same. Yes, yeah, same for me. Um, also, my my dad, my mom, and my sister are all uh, <clears throat> staking uh, with the twenty one Bitcoin app. And uh, yeah, I'm just onboarding my my grandma. It takes a little bit longer, but yeah, we're on it. <laughs> that's that's cool. That is very cool. Excellent work. You need to get doing stuff. Uh, I, 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 
we're 280 episodes in on a podcast, Lauren. I mean, you know, it's not like we're not doing anything. Anyways, yeah, I don't think I have any more questions. So I'm going to leave it to you. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. So, well, I guess we got to back up and uh, do do the usual. Find out um, the reason you guys found Bitcoin. When, why, how? Uh, us plebs are all. We love a rabbit story, a rabbit hole story. Excuse me. So, uh, who wants to kick off? Dan, do you want to go? Sure. So uh, the first time I heard about Bitcoin was in uh, 2011. Uh, so pretty, pretty uh, early back then. So one of my classmates back in school uh, hosted servers and he paid them with Bitcoin. Um, but he told us about Bitcoin and, and also showed us uh, how, how he pays them. Uh, he pays the servers. But uh, I guess then... I was like 18, 19, something like that. So other things were more interesting. So I, I pretty uh, fast forget about it. And um, Bitcoin caught me again in 2014, 13-ish. So when, when the thing with Silk Road started, I got really interested um, in, this, in this whole like ecosystem. So there's, there's a currency. You can use uh, to, to buy things online. Why not use uh, PayPal? Why not use uh, Euro? And uh, yeah, I, I did some research and I wanted to buy some Bitcoin actually. Uh, back then I was in Vienna uh, studying and uh, I tried to buy Bitcoin, but there was no really easy to use way to do it. So uh, I, I signed up at local bitcoins where you meet some locals and you exchange like euros or uh, banknotes uh, for for bitcoin but in the end i, I didn't uh, start doing it because uh, it's yeah it, it it didn't really feel uh, good to do it and um yeah I, I my interest was not was not as much so uh, that that i really did it and then once again, uh, 2017, beginning of 2017, I think the price spiked uh, or hit $1,000 again. So, and, and this was when my interest really got, uh, got, um, got struck. And I, I tried to learn as much as I, I could get. So at first I, I also uh, read things about ethereum and how to build smart contracts and how this could revolutionize finance and and uh, all these things and then the the bull run started and i went to blockchain events in vienna so i i, I can remember at my university there was a big blockchain meetup uh, where also our uh, i think finance minister uh, spoke there and also how, how Austria could become a hub um, and uh, pushing this. And then all went down 2018. So this uh, uh, my whole portfolio went down. I didn't buy too much, but um, yeah, it was an 80% drawdown. And then I, I found the uh, Seyfedin's book, uh, The Bitcoin Standard. And once I read that, I, I think it was really orange pill. So I got the idea that uh, Bitcoin is not really a, a unique technology, but more of a social innovation. 
and also that uh, our money is, is, is really broken and Bitcoin could fix this. And uh, I, I studied uh, business, economics and um, um, informatics. And I thought to myself, why, why did we never talk about what is money? Why did we uh, assume that inflation is good? Why did we uh, yeah, see this as a given? And once I read uh, the, the Bitcoin standard from Seyfedin and also um, the article from Vichar uh, Boyapati, um, the bullish case for Bitcoin, I listened to Trace Mayer podcasts and then it clicked for me. And, and, and I thought to myself, okay, maybe, maybe there's something behind this and uh, Bitcoin is more than a technology and, and really an alternative to our broken system. Yeah, that was my, my journey. Excellent. I, I've written down some some points I'm going to come back to uh, in a second, but uh, let's bring in uh, Rob and, and find his uh, rabbit hole story as well. And there might be some um, similarities and something we can uh, delve into. Yeah, um, actually, my, my story is uh, quite uh, similar to the Daniel's. Um, um, uh, it started a little bit later, to, to be honest. Uh, so um, and I think uh, with Bitcoin, um, you always need several, you always have several experience points uh, until one deals with it more closely and tries to understand it. So the first time uh, I read about Bitcoin uh, uh, was in a newspaper and it was at the top of the bull cycle in 13 and 14. Um, and at this time I took the newspaper um, still at face value. <laughs> so and the background was the European debt crisis was just raging and Europe looked uh, really, really bad economically. Um, Bitcoin, on the other hand, was like going crazy, like a new all-time high. Um, so newspapers uh, had to write about it, I guess. Uh, and that's uh, where I read first about it. And of course, uh, it was not described as a solution um, to our debt madness, but as a pure speculation. Um, and uh, they wrote, I remember, like, Bitcoin is doomed and it will fail. And my first reaction uh, was uh, like, yeah, I think uh, most people have th this uh, first reaction, like it's a scam, um, forget about it and yeah, move on. And so, yeah, I forgot about Bitcoin, unfortunately. And the next time I came into contact with Bitcoin was uh, in two, uh, 1718 at the bull run. And um, yeah, I read, I'm not sure if it was like, an online article, I guess. And then my reaction was, wow, uh, amazing. This thing is still around. It uh, must be something special. And so um, I got curious and started my, my Bitcoin journey. Um, I came from, like I invested uh, in gold uh, before. So I came from, from the gold side. And I think uh, it was also like a safe book. It was um, translated in German in 2018, I guess. And he connected the dots for me, like from money, gold, and Bitcoin. And that was my, my sparkling moment. That was it. And from that uh, uh, point, um, like I read, uh, like as, as Daniel said, like every book, every, I hear every podcast, I started listening to your podcast, of course, and uh, Peter McCormick's podcast. And uh, yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, this rabbit hole. Like also Der Gigi um, explains it like in his book, it's a rabbit hole and you fall and you fall. And the really nice thing with Bitcoin is uh, the more you, you know about it, the, interesting, uh, the more interesting it gets, right? So with other things, uh, I lose um, 
like uh, interest uh, quite quite uh, rapidly but with bitcoin it's it's quite the opposite you see implications and uh, it affects like you see that it, uh, it affects uh, like all parts of life i guess and yeah that was my rabbit hole and uh, st uh, journey and it's still continuing <laughs> oh yeah once you're in there, there there are so many other little side warrens that uh, you can go and explore uh and i felt exactly the same there's nothing there's not been anything more intellectually stimulating in my whole life falling down this rabbit hole and uh following where it um all these little paths lead you you're both austrian yeah yes grew up studied in austria yes exactly rock did you do university as well um yeah so um i um studied um like i finished uh mandatory school and then like a lot of young people i did not know uh what to do now <laughs> so i started uh, uh, uh studying business administration <laughs> and and law yeah so i have uh, like a business administration and legal background so the uh well, the, the reason i ask is because you'd expect to be taught austrian economics in austria yeah of yeah. all the places yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's a really really strange and 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 a thing like i started business administration in one of the like most famous uh, business schools in austria and uh, we never talked about austrian economics at all like it was just uh, keynes 100% and that's there's, like strange. Yeah. And as Daniel, uh, yeah, yeah. And as Daniel said before, like we we did not question like what is money. It was like a given thing. Fiat money was like given to us, right? And there is no other uh, possibility. And that's like frustrating, especially if you are from the Austrian school, like from the Austrian economics background. Like <laughs> it's it's strange. It's so insidious. It's so disgusting. It's really um, to, to speak to young guys that are Austrian and come up through the, the state education system and into further education, like uh, to what what should be considered the most rounded out part of your education journey between 18 and 22, whatever the ages are in different countries. That's where you should be having conversations, thinking critically, rounding out your knowledge, looking at the other side of the story, but no, nothing, not even in Austria where this school, you know, was born and you have like the most amazing minds to delve into the door is locked to that school of thought. There is a yeah. reason. Yeah. And if like that, <laughs> Some people will say, oh, you know, don't don't um, attribute to malice what could be attributed to um, uh, incompetence. There's no incompetence here. There is malice aforethought right there to keep that whole library of ideas completely locked away from any young minds that um, might be interested in learning about it. It has to be learned about on your own time which you have so much of stolen during your young years uh, because school takes over your life. It sets your curriculum, it sets your schedule, and then it you know piles on top of you homework. So you, you never have any spare time. 
to think outside of the box. And this is very pertinent right now because my 17-year-old, she chooses to go to school. She wants to get her baccalaureate, as it's called here in France. And she chose this year <laughs> to study economics. So first lesson was yesterday. Yeah. And already the brainwashing is just amazing. They start with inflation. Like they started with inflation and why inflation is good and why it's called here in France uh, le chômage, which is basically um, welfare. Uh, like, um, so if you lose your job, no worry, pal, we've got you. You, you know, you're going to get free money, no problem. Um, so, and, you know, I was explaining to her, I was asking her questions. Is that good? If so, why? Could it be bad? If so, why? And I've given her Henry Hazlitt's um, book, you know, Economics 101. And she just looked at me and she read the first like couple of pages and it turned her mind upside down. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to have to read this after I've done this course because this is going to screw me up and I'll never pass the exam. I'm like, right. So you just made a complete mockery of the whole exam. <laughs> they just want you to hit points on subjects that you're going to have to like rote remember to score those points, to get this pointless certificate and never actually be educated about the subject. It, it freaking... Anybody listening to this knows my views on the state education system, but you guys are a perfect example. Like You're from Austria. This is a celebration of your, your heritage, of your culture, of your nation. It's like, nah, Keynes is the man. It's yeah. unreal. We, we even had a, a like Bitcoin meetup in Vienna back in May. And we've met a lecturer who, who lectures on Austrian economics. And he also had, uh, he had a course on the uh, Vienna School of Economics, but they kicked him out uh, a few years ago because it doesn't fit, fit in. Yeah. Unbelievable. So is that incompetence or is that malice? Yeah, normally universities, like you said, should be should be places where you need uh, where you learn to uh, criticize and where you learn to to think for yourself. But nowadays, it's it's like yeah, even in universities, it's like this is the this is the path forward. You need to learn this, this, this. We don't question why why we need inflation. We we don't question it. Uh, is it good? Is it bad? What what? Uh, yeah not coming from first principles, I guess. Too dangerous. Too dangerous to have people thinking that way. And uh, the, the crazy part uh, of all of this is like the fiat, the, the fiat based system is like, it's like a little bit more like 15 years or something like that old. So it's nothing that uh, if you look at history, it's nothing that uh, prevailed, right? It's like a new experiment actually. And, why it's like uh, at university it's uh, god-given system with inflation and stuff like that and that's also like really strange exactly and like the education system as we know it the state education system as we know it is still an experiment you know it really came into fruition in its current state it hasn't really changed since around the late 1890s turn of 1900s like on, on the timeline of history <laughs> That is just a, a, a drop. But yeah, of course, this is the only way we 
find it acceptable to learn. And this is why we are where we are. We have the society that we have. And thankfully, Bitcoin has come along and just turned everything completely upside down. But we face such a, you know, a huge battle of um, trying to wake up the normies or the, the no coiners. Um, so let's get, let's get to, before you started this, before you started uh, the, the 21 million app, you, I'm sure you had uh, previous careers. Like uh, where had you um, found yourself like tending to? What were you doing in, in fiat life? Um, I, I, uh, after, after finishing university, uh, I got a job at an insurance company and I, I did some internal consulting. So basically... I just uh, uh, looked how to improve the system, uh, how to improve it over uh, international scale. And um, yeah, then, then I left this job because um, it was pretty, pretty hard to change anything, pretty, uh, pretty hard to, uh, if, you, if you have ideas, uh, you, don't, you don't get them through. There were so many hierarchical levels uh, that you couldn't uh, change anything. So I, I moved back to Salzburg, actually, and uh, then started in a little company. Uh, we were four, four people, and uh, we made uh, also consulting for uh, big companies like uh, Red Bull and Porsche and, and all the big uh, players in, in Salzburg. And there uh, I also had like finance projects. Um, I also led one compliance project. And uh, yeah, I, I basically I worked in the traditional finance, insurance, insurance world. Yeah, but in the mean, in the meantime, I already had uh, one eye constantly on on Bitcoin and thought about myself. How? What can you do? What What needs to be improved? Um, how can you start a career career in this in this field? Because I really felt this is my passion. I could uh, talk and listen to Bitcoin content uh, almost uh, every day or, or almost any time in the day, and and it doesn't, it didn't, it never feel felt like work or uh, yeah, it it was really uh, interesting and and passionate for me. How about you, Rob? What were you doing um, in Fiatland? Yeah, um, like after uh, graduating um, from law school, I, I just needed some some time off <laughs> for myself. So I traveled uh, through South America for one year. And yeah, and then I started my, my fiat job at the, at the law firm. Um, worked there for a couple of months. Um, but like, I don't know, I had the feeling that uh, like I got into, that this was the time like before I got into Bitcoin really, really hard into Bitcoin, like 2018 with Seyfedin's book and then all the other books and podcasts. And uh, working in a law firm, like not on Bitcoin, I felt it was just a time wasting, right? Because Bitcoin was just, I've, I thought just Bitcoin is so such an important project, not, not a project, but like a new way of, for our monetary uh, um, world that I need to focus 100% on Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, I quit at the law firm um started my my twitter journey <laughs> um like it's amazing um the plebs um and the bitcoiners how much uh, free education are, are shared on twitter and all the other platforms 
And yeah, so I, 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 I got into the community, in the Twitter community and um, yeah, and then I um, like reached out to, to Daniel because I saw that the 21 Bitcoin app and the, the 21 Bitcoin project. And uh, he offered me to, to test the beta version of it. Like, yeah, and I was uh, all up for it, like the sleekness and the convenience and the design. I was really fascinated about the, the product and I thought, yeah, this could bring uh, Austria to the Bitcoin standard. Like we could uh, orange peel like a lot of people. Um, and yeah, and then I, I met Daniel uh, in Vienna for a coffee. Uh, we talked like uh, all day long about Bitcoin and how it's going to change the world. And yeah, after that, uh, he offered me a job and now like I'm working full time uh, on, on Bitcoin and uh, with 21 Bitcoin. Very thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens when you meet Bitcoiners for the first time. You just cannot stop talking. And I'm sorry, yeah, I called it, I referenced it 21 million earlier. It's 21 Bitcoin, of course. All right. So my question now is, you guys had never built an app before like you know what's uh you, you've you've come from completely different backgrounds uh insurance and law thrown it all in to build a startup and I mean, what did you do did you teach yourself coding have you got a team like how how do plebs go into like building an app because so many people would want to do this they want to leave their fiat job they've painted themselves into a corner they want to you know just throw that away and concentrate on something in Bitcoin, but they feel as though they don't have the, uh, the skills to apply to like building an app, for example. So fill us in. How, how do you get yeah. this done? Uh, my co-founder, Dominic, uh, he, he's a, a programmer or engineer. So he has built, he, he also has started uh, a company before uh, where he built uh, an app. So he knew how to, to build uh, such such a software, and but to be to be honest, um, when we started uh, beginning of 2020, so uh, with the COVID crash, we started this project. Uh, we got in really naive. So we thought we thought to ourselves, yeah, let's build this two months, and and then release it and test it. Uh, but uh, yeah. We, we did our first prototype in 2020 and then tested it with, uh, with some friends and family, like 100 people or something like that. And then uh, we experienced that the people really love it. And people uh, gave us the feedback that um, now they're using uh, this app and, and they, they really like the savings plan feature and the, the easiness. And then we said to ourselves, so yeah, let's do this full time. Uh, let's screw our fiat jobs and and go all in on, on Bitcoin and on, and on 21 Bitcoin. And then we we built our team. So we hired uh, one uh, backend uh, engineer who really could uh, build a, a scaling platform. And we also uh, yeah dumped the app, the backend, all all our uh, code basically, and built it from scratch. Um, uh, yeah, that, that it can scale and that it really could uh, onboard like 1 million people. So we're now uh, having, a, I, I think, a really good infrastructure and um, we do it all by ourselves. So we are licensed as a, as a service provider for virtual currencies. Uh, we, we do the trading, we do the, uh, yeah, we've built the app, we've built the, the back office, the back end, and 
but it was a long journey. So as I said, we started early uh, 2020 and we released the app in its, in its current form uh, in April 2022. So it's, it took us two years to, to really build the platform. Yeah. So Rob, how, how, where do you fit into all of this then? If you're not bringing the coding skills, you're bringing something else. Yeah. So um, I help uh, like with the, with the little bit with the legal stuff, like applying for trademarks and stuff like that. And my, my main task is um, I'm responsible for like the, the education uh, and for the social media content. So uh, education is very important for us because like uh, we think, uh, yeah, you need, it's very important to know what you're holding. So you're not selling it <laughs> in, in, in bear markets, for example. Um, and also like the, 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 the self custody and the uh, approach uh, uh, and to get this all to, 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 to people like, because we are like also targeting like newbies and it's um, like at the beginning, it's very hard to grasp. And we try to um, make uh, cool social media content. So explain difficult stuff in like just one slide or something and write articles. And that's my part. Like I'm responsible for that. All right. So Everybody wants to know um, when we sign up to these new apps, what are the regulations that uh, the people have to go through, what you guys have to adhere to? Um, because, you know, KYC is a big topic. In many parts of the world, you, you, you're just completely handcuffed. Like um, you, you can't even launch the business if you don't go through certain uh, protocols. So what's the landscape like in Austria for, for that kind of um, thing. And I'm sure Robert, you've probably been dealing with that uh, more than most with, uh, with your legal background. Um, yes. Um, so in, 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 in Austria, uh, we are like fully regulated company from the financial market uh, agency. Um, yeah. But with this part, uh, specifically more, uh, Dan uh, Daniel is more uh, in, in these topics actually. Oh, okay. Sorry. Again. <laughs> let, let, let's get the down and dirty. I mean, how was that process? It's, it just seems like such a slog getting all of this put together. It was, it was, um, at first it was really hard to, to, uh, explain to the financial market authority, what we are really trying to build here and, uh, what, what we need to do. But, uh, I guess, uh, after two years talking with them, we also had like a, a few Skype meetings, uh, many, many phone calls, uh, email conversations. I guess they're also uh, learning and uh, they're also understanding the differences between Bitcoin and like Ethereum or Monero or, or Zcash. There are, uh, I think it, it goes in the right direction. They're differentiating and they're, uh, yeah, they're getting more experienced uh, with these companies. I think Austria is also quite unique because we are really small country, like 9 million inhabitants, but we have a lot of big uh, crypto or Bitcoin companies. So we have like, everybody knows uh, Bitpanda. So it was the first unicorn in, in Austria ever, uh, which, is, which is like a great sign uh, for, for the Austrian market, I guess. 
We also have BlockPit, uh, a, a crypto taxing uh, service. Uh, we have Confinity, a Bitcoin-only service uh, operating since 2014. So we have uh, already a lot of, of companies and services and, and knowledge uh, in, in our country, uh, which has also been uh, like for us um, making the decision easier to, to start um, the business in Austria. So the, um, I mean, I've been through the, uh, the sign up process. Um, it, I guess it's, you keep it as light as you possibly can within the realms of what you have to do. Uh, so from what I remember, it's address, email, um, date of birth, that kind of stuff. And then, um, just one document you need to upload. Is that right? Like yes, a driver's yes. license or something. Yeah. Are there any hacks around this? Um, you know, I, I can, you know, I've got an address in France, but I can upload a driver's license from the UK. Um, I could put in a burner email or something. Is there any, you know, further advice for, for those people that have got like KYC on the mind, but still want to use the app? Um, yeah, I guess what, what really uh, is, is, is good to know that, if, if you don't mine or if you don't use BISC, every, every service in the European Union uh, has your data. So even, even other, other services um, get your data through your banking uh, transfers or banking information. And um, we are very transparent in, upfront. So you need to, um, since we are a regulated company, we need to do this process. And as you said, we made it as simple and, and straightforward as possible. I guess you can, um, we, we were, uh, last time we were on the podcast, on the Bitcoin Verstehen podcast, the German podcast, um, Jonas tried our app out uh, five minutes before the podcast started. And he, he really got, um, he registered, deposited money and also bought Bitcoin in four minutes. So it, it, I, I think it's really easy. But uh, of course, you have to, to make a photo of your, of your uh, document, like driving license or uh, a nationality card or something like that. And yeah, we, we try to really uh, uh, make it uh, secure. So we encrypt your data. Uh, we don't store it on our servers. So like we use uh, one of the biggest and, and uh, best known uh, providers for, for document verification on Fido. Um, yes. And, and, and we really try to, to make this as easy as, as, as it possibly to be compliant. Yeah. Are there any limits that, that, that are set? Um, so, so you, you link your bank card to, to the app, right? And then you can just, um, buy, right. Okay. So what, what are the limits? What's the, um, or you, you're just good to go. You're good to you're good to go. So you don't have any limits. So you can buy more than a, a thousand euros per day if you if you like. Um, it can be that uh, if you really have a high volume, um, that further uh, further information is necessary. But most, uh, I, I think, ninety eight percent of the people um, are good to go and can invest uh, their money uh, without any further questions but if you want to buy like a million uh, in bitcoin we we need to uh 
jump yeah. on the phone. <laughs> Did you struggle finding um, banks that would work with you in Austria? What was the landscape there? Yes, uh, this this was really a hard topic. So I guess every every company in the space knows this. Uh, it's it's not really easy to get a good bank account, and um, we struggled a lot. Uh, uh, yeah, a, lo a lot of the time or a, a long time to get the right bank account with the right features and the right setup. Um, but in the end, I guess uh, we pitched our, our uh, product really well so that uh, also the banking guys understood what we are doing and the, that we are also checking um, for fraud and for uh, money laundering. So we are basically... I would say we are not as uh, easy to use for money laundering like uh, other shops or like like a handyman or something like that. And um, that's, I think, also why we have a German bank account and, and we got it. And uh, they also uh, know what we are doing. They also like the service. They uh, Some of the employees uh, also use our service for, for themselves to stack sets. Nice. And um, we also have like two backup accounts, uh, bank accounts. Um, I think we have a great setup now. Yeah. Yeah, that's key because if they get shut down for whatever reason, or they just, uh, you know, other people have suffered with this, where their main bank account all of a sudden rug yeah. pulls them uh, out of nowhere, and you know, there's there's exchanges uh, all over Europe that uh, that are struggling with this. What's the um? How how does the business model work here for you guys? Obviously, you you've created a service. Uh, you have to pay salaries. You've got to stay in business. How does that work? So basically, it's 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 pretty straightforward. We have a pay as you go transaction fee model. So far, we we had a we had a promotion like for early adopters, um, which has ended in in August. Um, the fees are. 49 bips, so 0.49% per trade, buy and sell. And now for people, um, we, we have introduced our referral program. So you can uh, invite your friends to, or you can orange pill them and invite them to the, to the app. And then you start um, with fees from 0.79%. Uh, so um, basically you, you, once you buy 100 euros worth of Bitcoin, you pay 79 uh, cents in fees. And liquidity? And Is liquidity a problem? Uh, so, so you mean like if you want to, to buy higher amounts? Yeah. Well, I mean, for you guys, you've got to be plugged into some liquidity providers, I'm assuming, that uh, yes. you're, you're passing on some kind of cost there. How does that work? So uh, this is also um, integrated in our fee. So you don't have to, to pay like a liquidity fee or something like that. Where are you guys? Can you disclose where you're getting your liquidity from? Multiple sources. So, right. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Rob, did you, I think you had something to say there. Yeah, I just um, uh, wanted to add, like uh, Daniel said, to Orange Peel uh, people with our app, the, the, the advantage is that your dad or your mom is not coming with like Dogecoin or something because <laughs> it's uh, Bitcoin only. <laughs> so, yeah, just wanted can, to add that. 
Can the plebs in the UK plug into this as well? Is that possible? Yeah. And if so, how? Yeah, so they, of course. Yeah, okay, Rob, go on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like uh, we're available in, 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 in all Europe. So go to the App Store or to the Android Store and download the app and you're good to go. It's So they can send in pounds. It doesn't have to be euros. The, yeah, the only thing if you send uh, foreign currencies, so not euros, um, you will get an exchange rate and your pounds will be uh, converted to euros. Mm -hmm. And we only show you euros in, in your account. So currently we only have a euro account, but we have uh, we have a few customers from from the UK that, that are doing this. Mm -hmm. And that exchange rate would be set by your German bank account in the background, would it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess if you're in the UK, it might be even worth looking at like a Revolut account or something uh, that might have a better exchange rate. So you can um, pull your, your your pounds into your Revolut account, switch that within the app to Euro, and then send that across. Um, you use that bank account as um, your bank account linked to the 21 million, uh, 21 Bitcoin app. I keep saying 21 million is ingrained in my mind. So the 21 Bitcoin app. Uh, I'd assume that's probably a, a pretty good way to do things. Yes, yes. And also uh, Revolut uh, supports instant, SEPA instant transfers. So you, we, we also support SEPA instant um, where you can send 24-7 uh, in seconds uh, up to 100,000 euros. And um, yeah, you send it to us. And uh, I think in, in 60 seconds, normally it will be credited. So, are there any other little hacks like that that um, are use cases that you've come across? Um, I know a lot of boomers, obviously, are going to have legacy bank accounts, so they'll, they'll be quite easy to plug into. But um, a lot of the younger guys, they might have like N26, for example, or uh, some of the other. Uh, is there a better or worse thing to be doing? I, I guess the... What's really used by our users is the SEPA instant feature. So if, if Bitcoin, if the price dips, uh, we get a lot of uh, volume buying, uh, users buying the dip and, and they instantly fund their account. And you can also, we have, like, we have like two ways of buying Bitcoin. You can either fund your Euro account and hold Euros uh, with us in, in the app. And you can then uh, go in the app and, and really buy Bitcoin uh, once you like, uh, once you say, oh, the, the price is nice, I want to buy now. But you can also deposit euros into your 21 Bitcoin account and instantly convert onto, uh, once we receive the money. So you have both options. So and a lot of people uh, are setting up like standing orders and uh, also setting up like five or four standing orders for weekly or for wife uh, for uh, five uh, weekly standing orders to buy bitcoin every day so we have a few users that really buy every day with standing orders that's also possible that's a good way to do it so if you've got a, a couple of thousand you don't want just sitting in a pointless bank account move that across and set your buys for like uh every day at a specific time for a specific amount. So you can just dollar cost average, euro cost average into, um, into the Bitcoin. Yeah, that, that's a feature uh, what we are currently building, but uh, what you can do now is fund your account and buy uh, the amount you, you want to. 
but the automation uh, from your euro balance uh, this will come in the future but you can uh, so it works like you have a payment purpose and if you say the payment purpose is uh, DP for deposit you do, you fund your euro account if you say SP for savings plan uh, the, the money will be converted automatically in, in Bitcoin. All right. Robert, anything to add there? Uh, no, but like uh, we call the, the SEPA instant uh, feature uh, by the tip feature because it's so fast and you are not missing any tips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So now this idea of uh, educating people about um, self-custody. What, so once you buy the Bitcoin, <clears throat> where does it sit on the app? Where does it go? Uh, how can you pull it off? Uh, is it lightning enabled? All of this good stuff. What's, what's that journey? Um, yeah, so we offer a custodial wallet uh, because we think it's um, easier uh, for newbies to use. You don't have to uh, store your 12 or 24 words. Um, but the catch uh, uh, here is... Uh, um yeah because in the beginning um you just start your when you start your bitcoin journey um uh, it is like you you need to educate uh, yourself about bitcoin and then educate get your hardware wallet and uh, store your 12 24 words so um uh, we thought it's more easier to just offer a custodial wallet and uh, just stack sets so the first thing is uh, bringing people off zero bitcoin um, and then they get educated. We try to uh, provide education for them. And so in the second step, um, we educate the people, explain the risks and the benefits of different, uh, of, and the difference between custodial and non-custodial wallets. Um, yeah, we have uh, published a couple of uh, articles uh, regarding this in our education center. And yeah, and so you, if you know what you're holding, um, you, yeah, volatility is not a big problem. You see it as a chance. And then like if the customer is, if the customer is uh, ready to um, store um, his uh, uh, own Bitcoin in his own wallet, um, he can do it uh, easily with our, we have uh, created a own feature for it. It's called auto wallet transfer. Uh, the way uh, it works is that you can enter your address um, from your external wallet in our app uh, and set up an amount from which would uh, you like the payout. For example, you set the amount to like, um, yeah, you, you, you trust us with like 1,000 euros in Bitcoin. This is an app, but uh, all, everything above 1,000 euros, uh, you want uh, to pay it out in your, um, in your own wallet. So the auto wallet transfer feature triggers automatically um, um, above your uh, limit, an automated transaction to your external wallet. So you can um, save automatically, like um, yeah, deposit automatically uh, in our app and transfer it uh, automatically in your own um, wallet. So yeah, this is the way we see it. And we combine like with this, uh, we combine the best of two worlds, fully automated. So you don't have to worry um, to transfer your bitcoins periodically to to your wallet. It's everything is automated for you, and you can take uh, self custody um, whenever you're ready for it. Yeah, it's a cool feature. I like that idea. Do you have any? What I love about this space is 
so many different plebs are building different projects. Even if they're in air quotes in competition with each other, they seem to be much more in collaboration with each other. Is there any companies out there that uh, like you're collaborating with that uh, you're trying to help each other out or for example, a wallet company or um, uh, another DCA uh, company, anything that um, you, you can share? Sure. So we're working with the guys from shift crypto uh, because we really like their, their approach and their hardware wallet, easy to use. Uh, Bitcoin only. So this, these are also the values that uh, we stand for. Awesome. <laughs> so, so we we have a collaboration with them. Um, you can you can get the Bit, Bitbox Bitcoin only edition uh, at the discount uh, with our code. And we are also um, thinking about making really a tutorial into the app. Um, how you can set up your Bitbox uh, with with the 21 Bitcoin app. So we have a lot of customers that are, that are using also the, the the Bitbox, and they are asking how to set it up. And we also have a lot of customers that are 50 plus uh, that that they want to try self custody and they want to uh, have a hardware wallet. And we all always recommend the Bitbox because it's uh, it's a great product. Um, we think the values are, are, are really aligned. And uh, yeah, so we, we, in the future, we want to uh, integrate it even more in, in, in our uh, service. Yeah. We also have a partnership with BlockPit. Um, we are now launching uh, a tax feature so that you don't have to worry about taxes, uh, mm -hmm. that you can export your transactions and uh, also get a tax report that is easy uh, for you to, to generate. Um, it's also an Austrian company uh, that is specializing on, on tax for, for crypto and Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I think what is really great in this space uh, that there are more and more Bitcoin only services, also product services, DCA services. I think this is really great for the ecosystem, uh, not only in Europe, uh, but you also see it in like uh, Australia, United States, Africa, everywhere these, these Bitcoin focused or Bitcoin only services are maturing and, and popping up. And we think that the, that the cake is already pretty huge, but uh, as Bitcoin adoption uh, grows in the next coming years, I, I think, uh, or we think that this cake will be enormous and, and huge. And every, everyone, and also competition is good for the, for the customer. So we think that uh, there should be a solution for everyone. Uh, we also see that uh, some some users really want uh, like what other uh, services offer, like Pocket, where you have your hardware wallet and uh, immediately stack to your hardware wallet without any uh, intermediary between or, or platform between. Uh, but we also think that our product has a has a good uh, product market fit, and a lot of users love it. And so um, we're really happy that this ecosystem is growing also with funding. So we, we see that uh, a lot a lot of uh, funds are getting created for Bitcoin only uh, companies and the whole ecosystem is, is rapidly, rapidly growing. And I think the last one or two years, we really um, see this. Did you say it was block bit or block pit? 
Uh, it's it's block pit. Pit P I T, and that they're they're advising on taxes, yeah. Yes, they have an automated tax service where you uh, can generate your tax report. Huh. Okay, no, I've not heard of those. And how does the tax work in uh, in Austria then? If you sell X amount of Bitcoin, you're liable for capital gains tax or something? Yes, so they changed it last year. Mm -hmm. uh, we had uh, previously we had the regulation or the tax law that um, once you hold Bitcoin more uh, longer than one year, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. But uh, if you swapped it or you sold it under one year, you have to pay income tax on it. And now, uh, since uh, March of last year, uh, all transactions uh, or if you sell Bitcoin for, for fiat or if you pay for a service, you have to pay capital gains tax. Yeah. Even if you're underwater on your original investment, how does that no. work? No, uh, you, you can only if you take profits, of course. So uh, if you bought one Bitcoin for 20,000 and one for 40,000, uh, you ob obviously sell uh, the one for 40,000. Um, no, if you sell mm -hmm. it. How did I check? So like, if you're buying something, I, I, I mean, is there a threshold for the, like, you know, you, you can't tax me on a cup of coffee or like, how does that work? Um, I guess, uh, yeah, you have like a 400 and something euro threshold per year. Hmm. But if you, if you make more gains, then, then you have to pay taxes. Yeah. So if That's you buy a car, let's say you, you've bought a Bitcoin for yeah. 1,000 euros. Hmm. And uh, now it's worth 20,000 and you buy a used car. So you made like 19,000 euros uh, in gains. So you have to pay capital gains on this purchase, even if you don't uh, sell the Bitcoin, but use it to purchase something. So even if you go to the car dealer who's willing to accept Bitcoin, you do the transaction peer-to-peer. -peer, yeah. You, it's down to you to declare that? Yes, yeah. How would because how else would they know? Like, I mean, I can't imagine that the tax service have got shadowy supercoders there, like chain analysis, <laughs> just waiting for someone to buy yeah. a used car. Or I don't know. It, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to give any advice in 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 this regard. No, of course, it's such a ah oh, these motherfuckers. Yes, but but if you have bought Bitcoin before 2021 and you haven't sold it until yet, you don't have to pay any gains in Austria. In Germany, it's 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 uh, still the same. So if you huddle uh, for one for one year or more, you don't have to pay any taxes. Mm -hmm. So many questions over that. I just don't know how they can, especially if people are. You know, they've been dollar cost averaging for two or three years, for example. Goodness knows what their actual entry point to Bitcoin is on it, you know. And if you're dollar cost averaging 
hundred pounds a week, for example, and then you do want to buy something that is perhaps worth 10,000 euros or whatever, all of those UTXOs are going to get mixed together. I just don't think they are um, sophisticated enough yet. Only only Bitcoiners can can figure this out and, and track this kind of stuff. And I don't think any Bitcoiner is ever going to go work for the IRS anytime soon <laughs> or the yeah. uh, Austrian equivalent tax offices because it's just against every kind of uh, ethos and in their and every bone in their body. But again, I don't know, man. Just yeah. plebs on the street trying to live, <laughs> just yeah. trying to put their money to 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 good use. Just hold it. You don't. Then you have to. Uh, you don't have to uh, pay any taxes. Just hold and it. Let, let's see what where where's the world uh, heading uh, in ten years. So let's see. Yeah, I mean, I guess playing around with the uh, Lightning Network at the moment is pretty fun. There's there's not too much risk there if you're just. Uh, uh, you know, visiting those shops, those merchants that are willing to, um, you know, sell you a burger and um, and a beer uh, on the Lightning Network. I don't think you're going to have to worry too much. So get out there and, and start pushing that. Get get merchants adopting, and um, that's what's going to, you know, push all of this forward a, a lot quicker. Uh, all right, guys. Um, I don't know where... Did, did we cover everything? Is there any other... Uh, part of the app that um we didn't cover or have you got any kind of uh big plans coming up maybe maybe one thing that our customers really love is uh the the human support so we have like uh one button uh in the dashboard uh a chat bubble where you can message us and we really get great questions uh about bitcoin about our service um we really see that uh, we can onboard a lot of uh, pre-coiners or no-coiners, what is really great to see. And also uh, from many from Generation X and, and uh, many millennials uh, that are using this. And, and also that our users, maybe some insights, uh, what, what, what is really uh, fascinating in, in my opinion. So we have about I think 90, 94% of the total trading volume are purchases. So only like five or 6% of the people are selling. <laughs> uh, and also more than 50% of our users really buy Bitcoin every, every month. So there's, they're seeing Bitcoin as a savings account, which is really great. And uh, it's also our goal to educate them and, uh, uh, and, and one thing, uh, one more thing is once the price dips, we really see trading volume uh, going going up because the, the, the people are really buying the dips. So I guess our users um, are really long-term focused and they have a long-term strategy, which I think is really great. So we, want, uh, we don't want to become the next shitcoin casino where we uh, push our users to trade as much as possible. Uh, possible. Uh, but to really form long-term relationship with them. That's yes, awesome yeah. to hear. Some, yeah, some like also people, especially under 20K, are people uh, like buying the tip like crazy. It's, yeah, that's what you see. That's great to hear. All right, that's, that's brilliant. How many users do you have? Are you allowed to um, share that with us? Um, 
Yeah, we are, we are in the thousands. You're in the thousands? Yes. Since launch? Since Excellent launch work. April, yeah. Since launch no, since we... April? Yes. Well done, guys. That's, that's freaking awesome. All right. Well, thank you as well for um, doing the mid-roll uh, bitbox shill. Uh, that, that, that's... <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to ask you both the last question. If you had just one orange pill left to give to somebody, who would you give it to and why? Should I start? If you're ready. Uh, yeah, I probably would, would give the orange pill to Christine Lagarde, I guess. <laughs> because it would be uh, hilarious to see uh, someone in charge or, or one of the most powerful uh, persons in, in Europe, I guess, um, to really see them orange pilled. <laughs> and yeah, I think it would be re would be really, really cool for Europe um, if we had someone in, in, in kind of this position that is really orange pilled. And uh, I guess Christine Lagarde is, uh, would, be, would be quite awesome um, to have orange pill. I don't think that, that it will ever happen because the incentives are, uh, are strongly stacked against it. Uh, but it would create great to be, uh, yeah. I, I, I would like to see it. <laughs> Let's say Did you um, just see her video that went out like a, a day or two ago? The hump video? Not, not yet. Oh my God, you got to watch that. Just go to her Twitter account or the UCB's Twitter account and it's something like, uh, watch our chief explain um, inflation or something like that. And uh, she was like, yeah, we're just, we're just having a hump at the moment. It's just a hump. But the good thing about humps is it comes down in the end. And we're like, it's, and then, but then some, one of the plebs took the whole video and just put a clown nose perfectly on... Uh, on her videos as she's awesome. moving around the clown nose is it's just brilliant um i i hope more normies see that kind of thing all right rob you got the question mate L one last orange pill this is it you, you don't you don't have any more after this who would you give it to and why um yeah um i would uh, give it to the to, to the rector of our university um economics university <laughs> i guess uh, because then i think uh austrian economics would be uh, great again also in austria <laughs> yeah that, that would my orange pill uh guy actually make austrian economics great again exactly <laughs> give give the austrian people like an insight into you know the real culture uh of um of these people and and, and what it means in human action and all of this kind of amazing stuff. Imagine that book not being, you know, required reading at any kind of university. It's just, it's just madness to me. Anyway, guys, it's been awesome uh, getting to know you. Thank you for everything you're doing in the Bitcoin space. We need, uh, we need more like you, more projects, uh, more plebs. Uh, if are you um, are you looking out for people to join the team, or where should the plebs reach out to uh, to to interact with you or to help you in any way? Um, what's the best way to get hold of you? Sure, uh, just hit up uh, hit hit us up on on Twitter. So our Twitter is twenty one Bitcoin app, and start from there. We have all uh, the the links um, there 
Uh, you can join our Telegram group where we share some insights uh, and, and also uh, announce features uh, for uh, uh, users there uh, before we, we announce them on, on Twitter or other social media. So yeah, just hit, a, hit us up on, on Twitter, send us a DM. Um, we are open to, to talking with you, yeah. So you got the live um, chat on the app and a Telegram group. You guys must just be typing away all day long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Or have you got a team of plebs doing that for you? Yes, we, we, we have someone full-time uh, just answering plebs and customers. <laughs> and, and shit posting. <laughs> and shit posting. Uh, chief shit post officer all right guys well thanks again for your time and uh yeah look forward to meeting you guys one time soon i think you said amsterdam yes or no yes maybe amsterdam yeah all right cool. try try to to come to but you are going to innsbruck for those german speakers that are going to be going to the um what was the name of that conference uh, uh btc 2020 i think uh, uh 2022 2022 yeah just in innsbruck yeah yes all right cool thanks guys thanks for having us thanks for having us daniel thank you have a great day you too have a great day well there you go guys another bitcoin stacking service out there for us to explore and use and help other people find and uh, another orange pilling tool for those of us in Europe or the UK. Uh, it is very easy to use. I can confirm. I have been through setting up the um, the, the, the app, the account, and uh, I got to say it's slick. I used Revolut to load up 15 euros. That was there within seconds. And then, uh, yeah, I'd bought and withdrawn Bitcoin. Yeah, it's it's an under five minute process uh, once once you've gone through um, that that quick setup. So it works. That's all we can hope for right now. Uh, you know this UX argument that we had, God knows how many years ago, talking about there's not enough onboard ramps to Bitcoin. We, we've smashed that. What's next? Uh, I know the KYC thing is a big problem. Uh, for a lot of people too much creep of that uh, there is a service out there called Peach which was just uh, pretty much announced this weekend in Riga which is kind of a direct competitor to Beesk so that's being built as well there's loads being built out there guys loads so just keep an eye on it keep listening to pods keep uh, showing up at conferences because this is where you get to meet and learn from so many different people. And you get to see what they're building as well. A lot of builders are going to conferences just to try and show you their idea. Like, does this have legs? Or how can I improve this? And meeting plebs after the conference and colluding and uh, making business plans. It, they really are such a, a great outlet for all of your creativity, your ideas, your worldview just be able to sit down with someone who maybe you've been following or articles you've been reading or books you've been reading or just met a random pleb on Twitter and now you can actually just sit down and start chatting with them and, and planning. It's so great. I honestly, honestly urge anybody, if you have conference fear, get over it. Go. Go for one. You can try Amsterdam. It's coming up. That's going to be pretty good. 
pretty big. A lot of guys, big names there, giving speeches. But you'll just get to meet so many different plebs. Liberty in our lifetime is not Bitcoin only, but it'd be a good one just to um, go and you know learn about parallel structures, what you might be able to do uh, to exit Clown World. And Pacific Bitcoin uh, in November in um, San Diego, put on by the Swan Guys. Check all those out. Links are in the show notes. And of course, check out the show sponsors. You know they are Swan Bitcoin, Coin Corner, and Relay for stacking and for keeping your stacks safe. Shift Crypto, who got a nice big shield there from the the, uh, the well from Daniel from Twenty One Bitcoin App. Stack safe with Shift Crypto. Use the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, Bitcoin only edition, and get yourself some books to hand out to your friends. Hit over, uh, hit up Consensus Network. Get some books. Support a pleb initiative. Help them with some sats so they can pay some other plebs to transform these books. And get yourself some t-shirts as well. Max from Bit by Bit Pod has teamed together with Mr. Crown on Twitter. And they are running Ungovernable Misfits together, which is uh, your streetwear and your merch. Which, uh, of course, I was rocking this weekend unofficially uh, in Riga. Anyway, the music has run out, as you can hear. I look forward to the next episode, guys. Take care and stack away whilst we have these nice low prices. See you on the next show.